Media personality Larry W. Robinson presents Gospel Updates. Gospel Updates is the who, what, when, why, and where in the gospel music industry. Gospel Updates is a monthly magazine, weekly newsletter, video webcast, as well as a podcast. Gospel Updates has over 25 years of featuring people in the gospel music community. Gospel Updates magazine and the new Gospel Updates weekly newsletter document those who are continuing to help shape and write new chapters of this ever-evolving story of gospel. Go to www.gospelupdates.com. That's www.gospelupdates.com to get the latest issues. If you want to be featured, call or text 337-214-4046 or email gospelupdates at gmail.com for rates and details. Gospel Updates, featuring people in the gospel community for over 25 years. Thank you for tuning in to today's conversation. My guests today are Dawkins and Dawkins. They are an American gospel music and Christian R&B duo who currently assigned to Legacy Music Group. The group consists of two brothers, Anson Dawkins and Eric Dawkins. Uh, their first release was in 1993. I remember it so well. I was a junior in high school when it first came out, Dawkins and Dawkins. And then they went on to release Necessary Measures in 1994. Then they followed up in 1998 with Focus. And then they took a little break. And then in 2011, came back with From Now On. Now, approximately 10 years later, 2021, their latest project is titled Never Gets Old, Volume 2, Faith and Favor. Their current radio single is Come By Here, but they have a concept video out right now for In My Feelings. Dawkins and Dawkins, welcome to the conversation, to the conversation brothers. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. All right. So now listen, uh, I got some fun questions, but everyone wants to know, and I'm sure you've probably answered this question a thousand times already, uh, but where you been, brothers? <laughs> you know what? It's so cool uh, that you ask that question. We have been asked several times, and I'm sure we asked more, but uh, we've been you know, taking time, doing life, family, writing, production. Eric has been... Uh, if you look on, if you listen to the radio, you know you hear a lot of a lot of songs that he's been uh, writing and co-writing and producing as well in both gospel and uh, R&B, uh, pop as well. Um, and family, you know, he, he's got a he's got a eight, almost eight year old 
son, also 28 year old daughter. So, you know, doing that and, and a beautiful wife. And I've been, I'm a worship pastor. I've been doing that. Oh, wow. Well, uh, for now, for, at, at the current church I'm at, for almost 15, yeah, for 15 years. So uh, doing that as well as getting in on some of the writing and production uh, with Eric at times. So uh, that's what we've been doing and as well writing for ourselves and, and preparing for the, the never gets old volumes. So this is, uh, this is what we've been doing. We've been having a good time doing that. And, uh, and now, now we're here. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the volumes or the series that never gets old. It started uh, 10 years ago. Let's talk about that. And then let's talk about this new one. So um, Never Gets Old is actually um, a concept that we, we've been kind of toying around with for a little while. Um, and the, just so people know what the Never Gets Old title came from, one thing we get a lot is like, do you guys age? Like, I think if it wasn't for the, the gray in our beards, that people would really, really not know how old we are. Um, so we, we always get teased about, you know, y'all, y'all done found the found the youth and, um, where's it at? Like, I want it. Um, so that aspect of never gets old is one thing that we, we named it after. And then the fact that God's, God's grace, his mercy and favor never get old. It never gets old. Even though it's something that you experience over and over again, you think of things that happen over and over again as redundant or repetitive or, or gets mundane or whatever but that aspect of the love of christ never gets old and then the third aspect of it is we make we try to make timeless music music that you can play 10 15, 20 years from now and it still have relevance so it, it thematically it just made sense to 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 uh, have everything fall under that never gets old umbrella and then the themes for each volume just kind of, um, it's a way for us to categorize the songs that we do because we have songs for every season of your life, basically. So there's something that you can relate to on each one of the volumes, um, whether it's you're going through a, a, a tough time, whether you're, whether you're going through a season of, of abundance, a season of lack, a season of, of um, mourning, you know, there's always something that you can hear from each one of these volumes that'll, that'll speak to where you are. That's good. You know what? Now I I'm a fan, so let me just go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, so I I love Dawkins and Dawkins music and sound, and um, for myself, you know, there are times when I like to listen to just music like Dawkins and Dawkins. Mm -hmm. And then of course there are times, you know, since I'm a radio announcer, that I like choir music, praise and what you know. I go through these seasons, but um, oftentimes I really like that you got intentional lyrics, but it's still music that you can kind of, you know, bop your head to it in the car, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that kind of, um, that kind of music. Was that intentional? Cause even back in the 1990s when we were bumping Kirk Franklin and, and all that, and then dark is a dark is drop. I was like, Oh, I like this. So was that an intentional um, thing that you did with music, with your music? You know, the interesting thing about that is that we, it's just kind of a natural flow out of uh, what we've grown up listening to, what we've grown up uh, 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 enjoying. Uh, we grew up on church music. Mm -hmm. uh, we the PKs, preachers, kids, so we grew up in 
in a, in a house where we were not allowed initially to listen to any secular music. Really? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, we, we were visiting visiting our grandmother and our aunt uh, snuck us some uh, Come on. some Earth, Wind and Fire and some Parliament and some Commodores <laughs> and, and we were like, okay, this is the real deal right here. So we loved that. And we started, it started becoming a part of our our musical experience, our musical uh, development because we grew up listening to you know, Rand Allen, the Hawkins, Andre Crouch, you know, and then we got into, I mean, we got into uh, Winans and of course uh, our, our mentors and, and, and our mentors commission, uh, we got into all that. So we were like, oh, this is, this, this is what we want to do. This is how we like it. So, and we kind of pushed the, pushed the envelope a little bit uh, but I, I, you know, honestly, I don't feel like we push the envelope any more than than some of the, you know, mm -hmm. artists that were of old. Because Andre Crouch was pushing the envelope with his music, with his, with what he was doing. The Winans pushed it. You know, they everybody had. I think the thing that kind of sets us a, apart a little bit is that we kind of have, we, we've kind of delved a little more into the, the mainstream market with some of, some of the outside music that we've done. And then as well, that kind of, you kind of start feeling uh, that those, some of those same influences that we would do there, you would, you would get them on, on, on some of our music. So um, it, it's all a part of, a, part, uh, a natural part of who we are. Uh, and to say it's intentional, it would be uh, would be kind of redundant because it just it's just who we are. It's just who mm -hmm. we are. You know, I was talking to one of my friends earlier today, and we was just kind of figure out our our favorite Dawkins and Dawkins songs. So we mm -hmm. kind of went through, and the top three that came to to mind was, of course, Need to Know. Okay. I think that's everybody's favorite. Then, of course, Wrapped Up, mm -hmm. and then um, Pray for Me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what are some songs that you think that as, as fans, we really kind of miss like, hey, you know, I know y'all like need to know. I know you like wrapped up. I know you like pray for me. But there's this other song on this record that I really think y'all should listen to and, and let it bless you. Listen to it again, we should say. I'm, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, we have people talk about Child of God. Yep. Um, and uh, or they'll go to our second project and you know songs like Word Up, Miracle, uh, oh, yeah. Me, uh, Whenever I'm Lonely. Those songs are some of the ones that really kind of thrust us into you know the R&B kind of vibe more so than what we did. I mean we naturally kind of did that kind of stuff, but the uh, producers that we used on that record they were um, more the um, they were doing stuff in the mainstream, so they had that edge as far as the music was concerned, and even them writing the way they wrote for this for that particular project. But um, but yeah, there's there's it's so many like so yeah, many of them. Are, on that, I mean, oh, that's yeah. now on project. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ordinary. I mean, you we've got a lot of songs, and I think certain people uh, miss. I. Songs I go back, honestly, songs that I go back and listen to are songs like From Now On. 
Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like ordinary and uh, also sounds like back, you know, but some of those have sentimental meanings <laughs> to us, you know, because, uh, you know, you remember, you remember where you were and what you were doing when, the, when, you, when you wrote those songs and, you know, what you were thinking about, what you were feeling, the experiences that you were having when, when, when those songs were written. So they, they, they hold some sentimental value, but I think they still are, you know, some really quality songs. Got it. Hey, have you ever uh, uh, wrote a song like years ago and you were in a certain place, um, but then you listen to it now like, mm, wow, I, I don't know if I would have pinned those lyrics or I probably would have said this now. If you if you had the ability to go back and update songs, would you change some lyrics or say things a little differently than you said 10 or 20 years ago? I mean, the fact that, you know, we've both evolved naturally there are things that we listen to like man i was man i was a young writer then yeah the way i phrase things the way i put things together the way i you know rhymed right there i'd probably do it different but it all comes with growth you know learning yeah. how to how to do things better you know over the years i think i would there are some things that i would do differently um if i was doing them now but, but would i change anything what we did, I think it is, you know, it's part of the, the maturation process. Like, you don't, you don't look at a three-year-old and expect them to be able to ride at 10 speed. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's growth. Yeah. It has to happen. You know, there's steps, there's levels. You don't expect him to skip steps when he's going up the steps or coming down, take each step. But then by the time, like my son is seven now, he skips steps when he runs upstairs. Like it's just that, that level of, of growth that we've experienced. And it, um, and it's, it's good. It's good. I listened to some tracks that I did back in, you know, the early 90s, mid 90s. And I honestly feel like I want to get back to the, the passion that I had when I was doing those tracks. Like some of the way I um, structured stuff was really cool. But again, you know, being able to evolve and and kind of move with the times is 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 important as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Anton, you want to add to that before? I I think that's that's very true what what Eric said. I mean, we this is a, an evolution process. We grow and we learn. Uh, it is interesting sometimes and funny to go back and listen even to some things that we actually recorded. You know, uh, like our our first project, and I was listening to it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that was oh that was up there. <laughs> like ooh, that that you know and it it um some of them still have you know the the, the hardest sentiment of what was said is you know it was great however you know the delivery was not as was not as good i think those are more things that we you know if we wanted to go back we would like to go back and change is uh you know the development of our voices and you know that oh you know, yeah it was, some, it was some flat and sharp yeah it was crazy <laughs> going on but, <laughs> yeah but if you listen i mean it's it's again it's, it's growth and uh and you know some learning in the production aspect of things and just how to arrange things better gotcha well brothers i i reached out to a couple of people from across the country uh, I told them that I was interviewing you guys today. 
and uh, they submitted some questions. And so uh -oh. I promised them that I would ask those questions. So let's start off. Uh, let's go to Chicago, Illinois. Now, this guy is a comedian, so I just kind of want to uh, tell you that ahead of time. But he's actually a, a gospel recording artist himself and a media personality out there in Chicago. VJ McCoy has this question. Do you consider yourselves gospel artists or CCM artists? Definitely not CCM. And I don't think we consider ourselves gospel either. We're, we kind of identify more with that inspirational. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I remember years, wasn't the phrase years ago, rhythm and praise, was that something yeah. that you guys, oh, that's what I thought, okay. So I was looking for it in the recent bios and I didn't see it. I saw R&B, but I didn't see rhythm and praise. Yeah. Is that, did y'all stop saying that or you just, just hadn't put it in yet lately? We gonna slip it, we gonna slip it back in. And we, okay. Uh, when, we had, when we did this bio, you know, we did this bio, it didn't get put in. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's 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 what we you know that's what we termed it and that's what we want to keep it as praise. You know what I'm saying? I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, Christina Lockett. Uh, she's an author, a preacher, and a media personality out of Houston, Texas. She says, "What other genres of music do you enjoy singing?" Um, I do a little R&B from time to time. I love country. Um. Really, I mean that's that's about it as far as singing is concerned. Um, and you you can sing country music. I I have a couple of songs that would lend themselves toward uh -oh. country. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean All we right. were down south, so there's some country in us. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, there's some rock, some some rock. What? After I started, you know, involved with the. Uh, <laughs> With with my church, you know, there was some different uh, different elements that that I was I was kind of that were kind of added to me. So I was able to you know kind of delve into that. You know, so I, I enjoy I enjoy some some rock stuff as well. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now I'm just curious, as a praise and worship leader at your church, do you do you do some doggings and dogging runs and stuff? Are you? <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll throw something in. I'll throw something in because you know, you know, it gets it's it's in you, and you just like. But I I have learned over the years, over the years that you know what my what my uh, what my role really is as as a worship leader. Uh, I feel like what I need, what I'm doing, is I am modeling for people how they can worship. Mm -hmm. I'm not modeling, I'm not prescribing to them a way, you know, a way you got to do it like this. Mm -hmm. I'm giving them a model of, it can be like this. And I want to do something that is going to be more feasible for, for the majority of the people to do when they hear me. So there are, you know, little points in time where I'll slip something in, but, you know, not, not regular. It's not like all the time you, you go, go, <laughs> And you're gonna be getting all this stuff, but you know when it's when it's appropriate, I'll slip something in. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, oh, you know we were talking. I was talking with a friend earlier today. We were just randomly talking about movies that we have been watching. So I think clickbait on Netflix has been something everybody's watching. So uh, my friend uh, Greg wanted me to ask 
what are some movies that you guys are, are uh, um, what are you, what's the word? Ben's watching on any one of Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's muted. <laughs> ben, Ben's watching. Um, I, I, The Shy was one of my shows. Um, I actually have a couple of friends on the show, actually several. Oh, okay. Um, Snowfall, um, Godfather of Harlem. Um, Movie-wise, I'm a Marvel nut. Like I, I'll watch anything Marvel. So when, um, when, um, what was it? The, the one with uh, was it Chadwick? No, 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 no. Uh, the series that came on. Oh, you talk, are you talking about? You're not talking about Loki. You Loki. I actually didn't finish watching Loki. It was the one that came on before that with. Um, oh, you're talking about, uh, um, uh, you're talking about with uh, 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 Captain America. No, it wasn't Captain America. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did watch that one. What is the one that had? It was set like the, like it was an old TV show. Oh, you're talking about uh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch and uh, what was it called? Um, uh, crazy, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what it was. On yeah. Netflix? WandaVision. WandaVision. WandaVision, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, anything yeah. Marvel. Um, yeah. Watched, uh, just watched um, Scarlett Johansson's new one. Um, yeah. So, I'm, you know, that's, that's my kind of thing. And I love comedy, too. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I just started watching Clickbait last night. Listen, listen. <laughs> Is it good? What is it about? Like yeah. I, you, with, it, it starts off. It starts off. You're like trying to figure out what's going on. And this, oh yeah, when it first came on, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but it, it yeah, all through it. So I'm just yeah, I'm yeah, clickbait. So wh- I'm just curious, what episode are y'all? I just want to see what. Uh, I'm. I think I'm on. I think I just started four. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 So, e- Eric, do yourself a favor. The only reason I started watching it, the reason I did was I saw on Facebook Hell's uh, Spencer Smith. Spencer. I saw yep, Spencer. Yep. <laughs> like clickbait. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta check this out. I'm gonna check this out. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Have you ever uh because I saw it and I was scared to say what I was watching on Facebook. Oh, have you ever like wanted to talk about something like that, like clickbait or whatever it was? It was like mm, maybe I should put this on Facebook. But when I saw him put it, and I said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy that, interestingly enough, and people probably wouldn't be, but I, if there's a a, a series that comes on or a, you know a limited series that that deals with. You know, that deals with ghosts or something like that. Uh, I'll I'll watch, you know, I'll watch it if if it's if it got a good storyline. Like I watched the uh haunting of Hill House, which was like trippy. You know, I, I tripped on it, but it was it was, you know, when you find out that the movie, even though it's a uh, you know it's you know a haunted kind of thing, it is going through the stages of grief. And mm. through the, through those, and I was wow. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is deep. Mm-hmm. So, but it, but it was good. It was it was it was kind of scary, but it was good. Though. 
we're gonna get back to the question. But one one series that I wanted to say I watched on uh, Facebook, but I was like, uh, but it's actually uh, the series on Netflix titled uh, Lucifer. Oh Lord, What's that, that is so good, <laughs> right? <laughs> But it's so good, and so many. I guess as a preacher, so many sermons just just formulate because you can just see how folk, you know, get into stuff. Nothing, no sin or whatever you want to call it. You don't just accidentally pop up in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, watching that show, you can just kind of see the progression of how people get into in entanglements and uh, how it goes. So, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I, I think I watched a couple episodes of that. I haven't, uh, but I haven't gotten deep into that one. Got you, got you. All right, uh, back to the. To, we're going to. We're going to go to Washington D.C. D. Walter Rogers is an author, speaker, and life coach. He wants to know what was it like during the '90s to make and produce R&B sounding gospel music. It was hard. It any, was. A- any, any 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 um, pushback from from the religious community? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We had somebody tell us that, um, well, as as late as Need to Know ninety eight, somebody told us that it wasn't gospel, like to our face. Oh wow! Somebody in gospel is just a just a a, a record store owner. Oh wow! Or to do a, a in store thing. Promo, yeah. Um, he. <laughs> He told us like, yeah, no, nah, we don't, we don't really play that. That's, that that ain't gospel. And we we kind of looked at yeah. each other like, well, well, what did you listen to the the words? Yeah. He was he was stuck on the sound. Mm-hmm. Never even really paid attention to the words. So we had him play it while we were there and gave him reference while the song was going. I was like, now clearly, we are a gospel group. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think we would be saying that you need to know about? Mm-hmm. anything other than God, anything other than the good news. Mm-hmm. But, and after he finished listening to it, we, it, it was a conversion to happen. We conver- come on. Yeah. He saw the light. Yeah. 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 So we got that kind of push that push back because people would hear the beat initially and automatically assume that it was something before they even took, you know, took the time to pay attention to what we were saying. So we definitely got a lot of pushback and uh, cause we were too urban for gospel stations and, Two gospel for R&B stations, so we were stuck in that middle like matrix for a long time. Um, but we just existed there. We didn't. I mean, it didn't really. I don't think it bothered us as much as people would think it did, because we just. Yeah, I, yeah, I think what, what bothered us. What what kind of bothered us more, and it wasn't anything against uh, the artists themselves, or, or uh, you know, Kirk is a, a a good friend of ours. Um, but you know, when Kirk, uh, when some of Kirk's music would be played on, on some R and B stuff, you know, and it was like, okay, you know, we fit into that, we fit into that genre, but you know, not giving us an opportunity to do that. But, you know, and it wasn't any, any fault of Kirk's, you know, not nothing on him. It was just that, you know, we weren't real well received and it just wasn't, it wasn't the right time for us. And, you know, we understand that you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and we trust that, you know, the people that that the music is going to be for, they're going to get it. You know, they're going to get it. We're not in charge of, 
you know, we're not, not in charge of what they play on, on, on the radio stations or, or what program directors is, is, you know, gets into us and just, you know, supports us. So, you know, what monies go where, wherever. Mm -hmm. um, we just get, we just get to create this music and pray that, you know, people enjoy it. And if they, if they do, it's for them. If they don't, it's not. Gotcha. Well, you know, I say it like this, there's an ordained audience for every gift. Yeah. Yeah. So just operate in your gift. And I just believe your ordained audience will be attracted to your gift. Yeah. Um, health and wellness coach out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Harold LaFall has this question. Let me just say, uh, I promised him I would do this. I just want y'all to give him a shout out. He's like a big Dawkins and Dawkins fan. So if y'all could just say Harold LaFall's name, <laughs> I think he'll be blessed. Harold LaFall. <laughs> all right yeah he's a big dark is a darkest fan okay but this is his question he's a health and wellness coach so get ready and we'll answer and this is going to be easy for you but what have you guys been doing to remain healthy during this pandemic uh for me um i have continued doing what i was doing before <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, you know, trying to, you know, ex exercising regularly, uh, eating, eating well, uh, as well as uh, trying to take some more, which, which is my, my personal uh, therapeutic time is honestly running. I get out and I run and that's therapy for me. That's something that, 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 that makes me feel better, that relaxes me. Um, so those are things that I've been doing and trying to, you know, work on my relationships, you know, with not, um, I, when I say relationships, I mean, just in, in general, you know, how I, you know, my maintaining my peace uh, and trusting God, trusting God in those situations with, uh, with family, with friends, mm -hmm. uh, that I, I'm able to uh, set, set boundaries if I need boundaries. I'm able to be vulnerable if I need to be vulnerable with in, in safe spaces, um, and, you know, as well as you know, taking I've been taking time to uh, to develop or or hear more and also also challenge being challenged in my faith with mm. the things that I with the things that I've grown up with to see are they actually true. Are they actually true? Uh, so it's been it's been a uh, it's been an interesting time during this during this COVID season. Gotcha, Eric. Well, I chase my seven year old around the house a lot. Come on. <laughs> um, I I try to to do some some type of of workout, you know, as regularly as I can with doing you know with what I do. Sometimes scheduling is a little a little tricky, but um, I'm I'm married to a model, so she she kind of keeps me in line in certain areas when I when I feel like being you know um, coached, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But we've all we've both been you know him and some more so than me lately. I used to be the one I'd be in the gym, you know, have fitness trainer trainers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's just been a lifestyle like try not to eat too crazy, but um, still living life, uh, haven't, haven't done the vegan thing yet, 
I don't think I will. Um, I, I had a little issue with my first, look at it, my first week as a vegan. There you go. What was your issue? Say it again. What was your issue? You had an issue? Oh, I'd rather not say. Just, uh -oh. yeah. <laughs> You're right, right, right. <laughs> your phone is getting, I mean, your your sound is getting muffled again. Uh-oh. It will set you straight. Yes. <laughs> it liber we'll just say it liberated me, amen? Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> say it again. He said it will set you up. That too. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, how have you guys... Because, you know, during this pandemic, everyone has an opinion. Everybody's posting different things. And how have you not, well, I'm not going to even assume, have you uh, walked in fear and had to check yourself like, well, hey, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and assignment. How have you stayed not being able to walk in fear during this pandemic when everybody has opinions, you know, just different things? How have you remained calm? And know that, hey, the same God that split the Red Seas and, and did all that is the same God that's able to keep me even during this pandemic. That's it right there. Yeah, that's it. Trust. We trust God wholeheartedly. Like, I don't, I'm not going to pray about something and worry about it, period. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. This is like a waste of energy to me. Um, so, you know, and I, <laughs> I was gonna say this the other day to somebody, even if you don't exercise faith, you actually exercise faith. Because when you get up in the morning and hit that light switch, you have the faith that it's gonna come on. You don't know what's happening between that switch, the current and that box. You don't know if it's gonna come on. You just have the faith that it's gonna come on. You roll out of the bed when you put your foot on the floor. You have the mm. faith that you stand up. Mobility is gonna be there. When you go in the bathroom to brush your teeth, you turn that faucet and you have the faith that that water is going to turn on. Mm -hmm. So there's there's things and when people say, ah, faith, I, it's, they talk about luck and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's some faith you have to operate in every day as a as a human, period. Mm -hmm. So for us, it, it's it's more of a, it's definitely a lifestyle because you there's no way you would have told me as a teenager that when I got into my 20s, I would be working with Christina Aguilera mm -hmm. or getting to be good friends with Tyrese Gibson or getting to work on a Tony Braxton album or, you know, working with Fantasia or working with Sting or working with, I can name any, any of them, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, any of them. But the faith that I have in the gift that God gave me Coupling those together, I just move in confidence when I walk into a room. And so I, I, I pattern my life after that. So pandemic come up, I know what to do. I know there there are works that you have to to perform as well. Like I'm not just gonna go, you know, all rush out up into a, a crowded place with no mask and you know, letting people breathe all on me stuff. Cause I I believe that COVID is real, but I just don't I don't subscribe to the whole um, without without your mask or without the vaccine you such and such and such I don't I don't listen to all that somebody has asked me to, the other day to vote for some act 
that they were trying to put in place to mandate vaccines. And I said, yeah, I'm good. I'm not getting into all that. I don't, whether they vote for it or not, it's not going, it's not going to dictate the way I move. I, I take orders from God, period. Period, point blank. I obey the laws of the land, but I'm not going to be sitting here. If they don't want me to come in someplace because I'm not vaccinated, then I'm not supposed to go in there. I mean, I happen to be vaccinated though. So it's not, it's not even a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think uh, fear, a lot of fear comes out of um, ignorance. Ignorance, I, yeah, but also the, the 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 aspect of not being in control. Mm, say that again. So when people feel like uh, there's something that's happening that they have zero control over, you see people start to act in a way that is outlandish, fearful, uh, almost psychotic, you know, sometimes. So I, uh, I, I've come to grips with the fact that I'm not in control of, of the pandemic. I'm not in control of whether or not the, a shot that I take is going to work or not. I have to trust that you know, God is going to be able to work through the science, work through the work through the the uh, vaccination that I get to bring healing and uh, to or to keep me from getting sick. And as well, if I take the I take the uh, uh, vaccine and I and something happens, I got to trust God in that. Mm. If the vaccine does something to me, I got to trust God there. But you know, I've decided. I just I'm going to take my I'm going to take the opportunity to uh, get that and then trust God in that and still take precautions and, you know, allow other people to do what they're going to do. I'm not in charge of other people. I, as much as I would I would like for everybody to be on the same page. It is very clear that we're not going to be on the same page. And I ha I don't have any control over that, but I'm not going to walk in fear, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be worried about what's happening, you know, what's going on, but I, I'm gonna trust God, definitely. All right, well, we've been talking with Dawkins and Dawkins. Their latest project is titled, uh, Never Gets Old, Faith, Never Get Old, Volume Two, Faith yeah. to Faith. And um, when you get a chance, go to YouTube and check out uh, In My Feelings. That's the latest video. And then the song that's at radio now is Come By Here. That's Come right. By Here. Any final thoughts and comments you have for our listening audiences? Just yeah, we just love and appreciate all of the fans and supporters for you know keeping us relevant all these years because there's not too many people that can lay off for the amount of time that we lay off and come back and still have people that have been waiting yeah. on, on whatever we're going to give. And then just the love that, that they've poured out and shown us in the comments and, you know, their reactions to the project is just, is overwhelming. And we, we so appreciate them and love them and can't wait until we can touch them in person. Um, so yeah, thank, and thank you for your support as well. Bless you, sir. Hey, Dawkins and Dawkins is featured in the latest issue of Gospel Updates Weekly. 
go to gospelupdates.com to download it and find out more about their current project and some things to come. And while you're there, check out the current issue of the Gospel Updates magazine. It's all available at gospelupdates.com. Anson, Eric, thank you so very much for joining me for today's conversation. Bless you, brothers. Thank you, Larry. All right. All right. Appreciate you. Celebrated media personality Larry W. Robinson presents Gospel Updates. Gospel Updates is the who, what, when, why, and where in the gospel music industry. Gospel Updates is a monthly magazine, weekly newsletter, video webcast, as well as a podcast. Gospel Updates has over 25 years of featuring people in the gospel music community. Gospel Updates magazine and the new Gospel Updates weekly newsletter document those who are continuing to help shape and write new chapters of this ever-evolving story of gospel. Go to www.gospelupdates.com. That's www.gospelupdates.com to get the latest issues. If you want to be featured, call or text 337-214-4046 or email gospelupdates at gmail.com for rates and details. Gospel Updates, featuring people in the gospel community for over 25 years. Highlighting gospel sensation